Till the tears run down from my eyes Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody Can anybody find me? Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. You're listening to the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast. This interview is with none other than Club Pro Guy as we take him into the native area. Let's get to it. What is going on, Golf Addicts? It is David Barnett of the Tour Junkies. You are listening to our interview with Club Pro Guy. This is an amazing interview. You just don't even know what you're getting yourself into. Listen, we've had many tour pros in the native area on this podcast before. We've had Charles Howell. We've had Kevin Kisner a couple times. We've had Patton Kazire, Daniel Berger, Tony Finau recently, Harold Varner. Billy Horschel, Scott Piercy, Beef Johnson. We've had all these PGA Tour pros in the native area on the Tour Junkies podcast that you can go and listen to on iTunes if you're an Apple user. You can listen on your Stitcher app, tourjunkies.com, our website. You can listen at blogtalkradio.com, all these different ways to listen, right? And we've had amazing Tour pros on the show in the last couple of years that we've been doing this thing. And we've had great native area segments. We had Tony Finau rap for us in his native area segment. We've learned all kind of stuff about our tour pros when we get in here. You guys know what we do. We like to ask the tour pros questions that they don't get asked all the time. We don't want to ask the same old golf questions that you hear all the time. We want to learn about these guys. We want to hear a little bit about their story, find out what makes them tick, their interests, those kind of things. So we thought, you know, who better to get in the native area right now then club pro guy i mean he is a professional he's a legend and we just all need to get to know him a little bit better we know the stories we know the myths about his game back on the mexican mini tours but now it's time to really get to know the person get to know club pro guy and he was very gracious with his time although his agent gave us an absolute fit to get him on i mean it was it was it was dang near impossible to get to get him on but we made it happen, and it is probably the best 30 minutes of content we've produced since starting this wonderful podcast. If you enjoy the show, it would really mean a lot to us if you go to iTunes and leave an honest iTunes review. If you've done that already, thank you. Uh, if you have not, please go leave an iTunes review. It would mean a lot to us. And go check out the website, tourjunkies.com. We've got a lot of great free content up on that website. And as always, follow us on Twitter at tour underscore junkies as well as instagram at tour underscore junkies we're trying to you know make you laugh give you some good golf entertainment and educate you as well we don't talk just fantasy golf we talk a little bit about the pga tour about the storylines and we just like to have a good time we're just a couple of guys that love golf grew up loving the game and so that's what we're here for and club pro guy was amazing and so we're excited to get into it be sure and follow him if you're not already at club pro guy on twitter and you can visit his website clubproguy.com he's got some fantastic t-shirts out some hats as well uh, you're you're gonna want some after you listen to this interview so 
you know, if you don't know a little bit about Club Pro Guy, I want to give you a little preface. Club Pro Guy isn't run by an anonymous guy or whatever. We don't know who he is, um, but he's just running this account, and he's absolutely hysterical. He's busted on the scene here in the last six or seven months. Fifty um, something thousand followers on Twitter and growing. He's been on the Golf Channel. Um, he's been on numerous podcasts other than ours, including No Laying Up. Just a a blast to listen to. His his learning center videos are pretty hilarious on Twitter and YouTube. He just released a short film, a documentary, about 25 minutes about his streak, which is the eight-hole par streak that he had back in the 90s. It's it's just hysterical. So this is a count somewhat making light of professional golfers or maybe former mini-tour guys that are now sweater folders. You know who they are. It's all in good fun. It's a good time. The stories are hysterical. You're gonna you're gonna laugh. So uh, we hope you we hope you enjoy this, and we hope you come back and listen to other Tour Junkies podcasts if this is new to you. And for all you returning listeners, we really appreciate you guys. And uh, let's get let's get right to it. This is gonna be absolute gold. So here we go, Club Pro Guy. All right, what's up, golf addicts? It is the Tour Junkies podcast, and you guys know one of the favorite things that we love doing is bringing in professional golfers into what we call the native area. In the native area, you don't know what you're going to get. You don't know if the question is going to be about golf, if it's going to be about your love life, something off the course, on the course, you know, your, maybe something to embarrass you. It could be a lot of different things, and we love bringing these guys in and learning a little different side of the professional golfer. And, you know, we've, we've been doing this for a while. We've had guys like Tony Finau, Kevin Kisner, Billy Horschel on, and no one has ever refused to answer a question no matter how wild they get. And I'm really excited about our next guest uh he's just absolutely doing great content right now we are lucky to have club pro guy with us right now in the native area how are you club pro guy what's up boys how you doing glad to be here it's an honor love your stuff thank you thank you same right back at you man we love what you do you're a legend an absolute legend um i filled in kind of the listeners on on your story earlier and now we just want to get to know cpg a little bit better maybe hear some of the things the the deleted scenes if you will you know what i mean so uh, if you're ready we're gonna hop right into the native area let's do it all right you know this amazing documentary was just released uh i believe the monday of the u.s open and it highlights the streak, which is your eight-hole par stretch. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing stuff. If you guys haven't seen that, you need to go on clubproguy.com and watch the movie. It's about a 26, 28-minute film, and it just really dives deep into how you were able to do that and pull that off. But, you know, I know you get asked about it a lot, but the streak came to an end at a really difficult point. Can you paint us a picture of El Chapo's taint for the amateurs that may have never played golf at that level? Well, David, it's it's difficult to describe if you haven't played it. You know, it's just a, a really, really nasty two-hole stretch. And, and as you mentioned, we talk about it in detail in the documentary. But as you guys know, it's the El Chapo's taint is the third and fourth hole at Matamoros Country Club, and, and both holes are, are long, long par fours that play nearly 400 yards each. And and the first leg of El Chapo's taint has a, a giant canyon protecting the left side, and, and of course the, the iconic 
Matamoros Municipal Dump protecting the right. And the first thing you'll notice when you get in there is the the smell is mm. is overwhelming and and almost indescribable. You know, I'm talking vomit inducing. You know, mm. you have to be you have to be really dialed in mentally you know, to be able to execute shots in those types of conditions. And it's just a really tough stretch. And, you know, you hear so much about Amen Corner and, and the Bear Trap and the Snake Pit and the Green Mile. And, and those are, are tough stretches. And I'm not taking anything away from those. But but for my money, you know, El Chapo's Taint is the toughest stretch in all of tournament golf. <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds it sounds formidable, to say the least. Um that's that's a tough stretch of golf for sure. All right, wh- uh, CPG, what distracts you the most on the course, and why do you think most tour players just have such laser-like focus? You know, I, I'm a little different. I actually, I actually like distractions. I kind of invite distractions because, you know, because I like to use them as a crutch to validate bad shots. You know, this is actually. This is actually an underrated tactic, in my opinion, and it's it's something I did a lot when I played on tour, and it's it's something I still do today when I play with the members. You know, if I if I hit a wayward shot, you know, I'm immediately going to turn and glare at a guy maybe mowing his yard or 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 a car driving in the distance or maybe a playing partner pulling a club out of his bag. You know, it doesn't really matter to me because the key is to shift blame immediately. And that's what I try to do. And, you know, sometimes I'll even look for potential distractions, you know, during my pre-shot routine. So I've got one ready to go, you know, if and when my shot goes awry. Wow. I mean, that is, uh, that's, that's great stuff there. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about fantasy golf on this show and, um, you know, fantasy golf advice. But if, you, if you're trying to get better at real golf, what CPG just gave you right there was pure gold. If you didn't catch it, rewind. Check that out again. Uh, that, that's just a pro move. But I, I want to know, um, we ask this a lot on the show, and we love hearing the answers from tour pros out there. What's the craziest thing you ever saw at a pro-am? <laughs> uh, I've seen a lot. Uh, you know, you guys have to remember that that many of the events we played in near the border had a had a very heavy drug cartel influence. You know, you guys would be shocked if I told you how many of these drug cartel guys are into golf. I mean, they're addicted. You know, they're they're like anybody else. You know, it's wild. It's you know, honestly, to me, it's an untapped market. I think. You know, today's manufacturers really aren't aware of it, and they should be. But, you know, anyway, the, the cartel sponsors a ton of events near the border. And, and as a result of that, you know, they get a lot of their guys in the pro-ams, which is, which is great on one hand because I want to grow the game as much as anybody, but, but not so great on the other hand because these guys are nuts. They're totally crazy, and they're dangerous. You know, I remember... I remember in the uh, 95 Sonora scramble, you know, I get paired with these two hothead lieutenants from the La Familia cartel, and and they're totally refusing to repair their ball marks on the greens. You know, it's just common courtesy, you know, and and after watching this for like eight holes, I finally, I, I'm like, hey guys, you know, you know, how about a little respect here, a little courtesy? You know, I got to putt on these greens on Thursday, and you know, I'm out here trying to make a living. And without hesitation, one of the guys pulls a nine millimeter out of his out of his bag and empties a full clip into my link staff bag. Mm. Okay, I had to pl- 
I had to play the last 10 holes with my two iron and my chipper. Those were the only two clubs in my bag that were completely destroyed by shrapnel. Scary. Yeah, that's um, that's, that's real world stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, once you realize you earned your tour card, I'm sure that there were some butterflies and you're excited to be out there. But, you know, as you grow up watching some of these guys, like and idolizing some of these guys, who were you most excited to meet and play with when you finally got out there? You know, who kind of who kind of gave you the, the chicken skin? You know, if you will. Uh, you know, obviously Carlos Banderas, you know, he was probably, you know, not probably, he was the most respected player on tour because, because of his resume, you know, it spoke for itself, right? You know, people, you guys probably know this, but a lot of laymen don't, you know, people forget that he Monday qualified for two events on the Hogan tour in 1989. You know, he was, he was like a guy. He was, he was probably the closest thing we had to Mexican mini tour royalty. Mm. And, and at that time I was a rookie, I was young and cocky. And I just, I just went up to him and asked if we could play a practice round together. And he said, yes, you know, it was, it was really cool. And I remember it was, it was a Tuesday practice round, uh, before the 1990 Acapulco challenge. And he absolutely put on a ball striking clinic. You know, the guy, the guy broke 80, like it was a walk in the park. You know, I just, it was cool. I just learned so much, and uh, it was just really neat that he would do that for a young kid like me at the time. That's impressive. That, that is. CPG, you know, I'm, I'm always interested in, in the social life on tour, and, and, and really probably because David and I, we just never could have experienced anything like that. So, you know, what, what was it like picking women up on tour? You know, how did you do it, and then how did others do it? Well, I can't speak for the other guys, but – you know, you got to remember, Pat, I was a professional athlete. Okay. So I think that pretty much answers your question right there. But, you know, if that fact alone wasn't enough to get the job done, you know, I always, I always tried to dress to impress. And, and when I was outside the ropes, you know, I would typically wear a cutter and buck mock neck, you know, tucked into a pair of carpenter jeans, sands the belt with, with some Dexter saddle teaching shoes and, and maybe a choker necklace. And, you know, that usually closed the deal for me. Mm-hmm. That is, that is great. I, I really like the, the fashion tip there too. Um, everybody knows when that listens to the tour junkies that, that I'm kind of the fashion guy. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. You and CPG. That's right. That's right. All right. So, so have you ever been in a fist fight? And, and if so, when and why? <laughs> Guys, I played 14 years on the Mexican mini tour. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I've been in more brawls than you can count, you know, especially, I'd say, especially in my early years on tour, you know, I was a little bit of a hothead. And, you know, my biggest problem was my caddy Ernesto had such a short fuse and just the smallest thing would set the guy off and, and kind of his signature move was to just sucker punch guys. <laughs> you know, it was, it was kind of like his calling card and he would, he would just show a total lack of remorse afterward, whether it be players or caddies or even spectators. You know, I remember I think it was the 92 Tecate Cup. I got into a I got into a big time argument with my singles opponent from the Guatemalan team, who was a pretty big guy. Uh, we got into an argument on the 18th green about whether or not my five footer to tie the match was good or not. And as the argument, you know, begins to escalate, Ernesto comes up behind, 
just comes up behind the guy and pow, just lays him <laughs> out with both teams watching surrounding the green. You know, the next thing you know, it's complete mayhem, a total team brawl, you know, stuff like that. You know, unfortunately, you know, used to happen to me all the time. Unreal. Can you imagine if that happened like in today's today's tour? Unreal. Yeah, that's and all Ernesto. I mean, just one of the stars of of the streak. Uh, just just seems like such a fantastic guy. But but I got to know, you know, what what was the worst fight that you and Ernesto ever got into? Oh, you know, Ernie and I got along really well. Actually, it was kind of. If you had to compare it to something, I'd, I'd say it was like a, you know, a, a Phil and Bones type relationship, really solid. Uh, you know, back in the mid nineties, I had a, I had a brief endorsement deal with one of those companies that makes plastic tubes for, for golf bags. And, and as part of our deal, they insisted that Ernesto wear a shirt when he caddied, you know, I don't know if it's their legal department or what, but they claimed that, that him being shirtless reflected negatively on their product. And, and Ernesto just totally freaked out when I told him he had to start wearing a tank top and, you know, he took a personal and, and, and acted like everybody was out to get him. And, you know, that was an ugly time. And, and, and I actually almost lost him over that ordeal, but, you know, we persevered and we stayed together a long time. Mm. C- CPG. And I mentioned before, obviously David and I, we, we just can't imagine what it's like being out on tour, but you know, what was your first self indulgent purchase? You know, you made once you got your, your first big check. All right, everyone, we have full faith. You are thoroughly enjoying the CPG interview thus far. And we're about to find out his first self indulgent purchase. And there are more hilarious things to come in this podcast. But before we do, we had to let you know this podcast is sponsored by mybookie.ag and bookmaker.eu slash tour junkies. Those are our two go-to websites. Listen, we know Club Pro Guy gambles. Everybody gambles on golf. Why not? Now that the Supreme Court's ruled it's okay, you got to have some bookies and you got to have more than one. Golf odds differ. If you want to shop a guy, you got to have more than one book. That's the first problem you're going to make if you're trying to bet odds to win first round leaders, matchups, whatever you got, mybookie.ag and bookmaker.eu have the picks and the bets that you need. And we have used both of them. We've both deposited in them. We've withdrawn from them safely. They have great customer support. And right now, if you go to mybookie.ag, mybookie.ag, that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G. Use promo code TOURJUNKIES, all one word. You get a 50% deposit bonus. These guys have the best mobile site you could possibly use on your phone to place bets. They have every bet you can think of, and their PGA Tour offerings are growing by the minute. Bookmaker.eu is another site that we use. You go to bookmaker.eu slash TOURJUNKIES. They can hook you up. They've been doing this over 30 years. They have a ton of golf offerings, great customer service service again we've we've deposited and withdrawn from bookmaker and if you deposit right now you get a cash bonus every time you deposit from the time you start your account it's a great website so check it out mybookie.ag and bookmaker.eu to place all your golf bets for now let's find out what cpg's first indulgent purchase was oh i'd say without a doubt my o2 must have out of you know without question and you know i guess i was no different back then than today's big sports stars or entertainers are now when they first hit it big, you know, I finished T nine at the O two Los Mochas masters and, and cashed a $240 check. And, 
you know, I remember at that time there was a there was a Mazda dealership in Mexico City that was that was offering the equivalent of a hundred dollars down and and eighteen percent financing on new Miata. So I just kind of decided to treat myself. You know, it was it was a total baller move. You know, mm. and 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 after refinancing multiple times, you know, I'm still driving it today, and and it still turns a lot of heads, and 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 I hope to have it paid off in in the very near future. And, uh, you know, it's been an amazing car for me. It's got to be beautiful. So how did the private jet process work in your day? <laughs> well, Pat, unfortunately, you know, I came up, I came up through the ranks before the days of, of players getting these net jet wheels up deals. You know, it was really unheard of back then. Now, I did have an endorsement deal with a with a small cab company in Juarez called Four Gringos in a Cab, where <laughs> where I got a certain amount of, of of certain allotment of kilometers and free cab rides when I was in town. You know, wow, which was really nice, which was great because I I happened to winter in Juarez, so you know that was nice to have. But you know, it's one of my big regrets. You know, I feel like I went pro twenty years too early. You know, the perks these guys get nowadays are just off the charts. Mm, absolutely. Mm. Wow. Uh, so I got to talk about the love of your life, Tawny. How did, how did you guys meet and what did you do to, to lock that up? Well, it's actually a pretty sweet story. You know, uh, Tawny and I actually met at a bachelor party for, for one of our club members. She came in, uh, to perform as one of those, uh, yeah, I'm sure you guys have seen this. One of those three girl interactive exotic dancer teams. I think they were called the the Dream Girls or maybe the Dream Team. I don't remember. It was yeah. a couple years ago, but you know, she was really shy, and I think I think I was drawn to that. You know, <clears throat> after after her main three way performance was over, she came over and sat by me, and I can tell right away she liked me. You know, and and every time she would she would get up and leave and go into a room with a couple of guys. She would always come back and sit by me, you know, and I was, I got to admit, I was pretty smitten right away. And I don't think it hurt my chances when she heard I was a former tour pro and then I drove a convertible, but you know, we've been together ever since. And, and she's just a, a great girl and a, and a great partner. Well, so what would Tawny say is your most annoying habit? <laughs> oh boy. I've got a few. Uh, you know, it drives her nuts when I hit flop shots over our futon every night before bed. You know, she hates, she hates that. She hates, she hates it. Oh. All right. So we always, we, we do like to know about tattoos. You know, we, we always feel like, you know, asking our pros that we just want to know, I mean, do you have a tattoo? And if so, where, and what were the circumstances behind getting that tattoo? <laughs> Uh, I do have a tattoo. Oh, all it's right. on my chest. It's on my chest, and it it reads "Breaking Eighty Like a Boss," and it's nice. it's actually kind of cool because my right nipple is the zero <laughs> on the eighty, the eight zero, and then my left nipple is the O in in boss B O S S. So you know, it, it's definitely a discussion starter. But uh, I got to tell you guys, I have absolutely no recollection of getting it. Whatsoever. 
<laughs> I can relate. <laughs> uh, yeah, Pat. Pat will likely end up with a, uh, a tattoo with no recollection after one of his nights, and uh, hopefully, Pat, you work in some nipples for for the letter O. Maybe a bone tattoo. How about one of those? Oh yeah, they, there you go. Um, I'm definitely gonna have to do that. Mm, CPG. Uh, you know, we know once you get you're mingling around the tour crowd and you're doing all these celebrity pro ams and appearances and stuff, you get to meet some cool people and. We always love asking guys who the coolest contact in your phone is that you just can't believe you still have. Oh, uh, I've got a few. Um, you know, I'd have to say, <laughs> I'd have to say Dottie Pepper, believe it or not. <laughs> you know, uh, Dottie and I, Dottie and I exchanged numbers at the uh, at the '92 Dinah Shore after she had just won in a playoff, I think against Julie Inkster. And it's funny, I'll, I'll drunk text her every once in a while and, and she'll do the same. And it's just kind of friendly banter back and forth, you know, purely platonic. But, you know, Dottie was a, was a huge fan of the, of the Mexican mini tour and, and, and really followed my career closely back in the day. And it's, it's just kind of a friendship that's evolved over the years. You know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of her coverage at the 13th old Augusta, you know, yeah. like everybody else. Same. Is. And I think, I think, I think she gives insights, you know, that honestly no one else can, you know, no offense to Peter Costas, but when she says things like an Eagle here would go a long way <laughs> or, or, you know, this downhill putt is really fast or, you know, the players need to avoid race Creek, you know, those type of nuggets of insight, are really things you can only get from a player who's played at the highest level. And I think Dottie does just a great job of that. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I'm a big fan of Dottie P. Uh, I, we call her Dottie P. I don't know. You guys probably, um, I, don't, I don't know, but you guys probably have another little. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. do, do you think yeah. you'll ever follow in somebody like Dottie's footsteps? I mean, you were a, a huge, uh, you know, a, a tour pro and you know plenty about golf. I mean, do you think you'll ever see yourself, uh, you know, behind a mic, either on television or radio, maybe broadcasting or something like that? You think that'll ever happen for you? Any, uh, any calls coming? No, uh, there hadn't been any calls. I'd love to do it. I think I'd be, I think I'd be really good at it. You know, I've been, I've been in some, some places on golf courses that, that, that a lot of people haven't been. I think my analysis, <laughs> you know, would be good i think yeah. i think i could, could contribute a lot but i just i haven't heard from anybody yet sure i'm sure that call's coming if we took that up a notch and we thought about the the big silver screen right if they were going to make a movie about your life if hollywood were going to make a movie who would you pick to play cpg Oh, I think reflexively, I want to say Bradley Cooper would <laughs> would be the obvious choice, just just from an aesthetic point of view. But but you know, if he can't convincingly swing a club, I would I would I would veto it right away. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still it's painful for me to watch you know Matt Damon hit shots in that Bagger Vance movie because you know, he <laughs> can't pull it off, and I think it's a I think it's a disgrace and an insult to the game. So so I would want somebody to play me that that's really got a strong you know, pedigree, uh, you know, I, you know, maybe a guy like Kenny G or maybe even uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. Kenny G, that'd be a good one. Um, yeah. All right. If you were not a professional golfer club pro guy, what do you think you would have done? You know, I, I've thought about that in the past and I probably would have gotten into the payday loan business, you know, a, mm-hmm. 
A, because because one of my stepdads owns the Cash Express franchise in Wichita, and B, because I like helping people. Mm. And and really, that's that's what that industry is all about. You know, people helping people. You know, it just it just makes me feel good. And I think by extension, that's probably why it's so rewarding for me to work with divorced moms and, and single moms on the on the lesson T. I feel like I feel like I'm giving back in some small way. And really, you know, at the end of the day, that's that's what it's all about. That is that's tremendous. I mean, we all see how much the tour gives and, and charity every year, and and all the volunteer hours that are put in. It's great to see that even though you're not you're, you're not playing anymore, you're, you continue to give back um, and, and help grow the game and make a difference. Uh, CPG, that's awesome. It's good to have guys like you around and on the show for sure. Um, couple more here and then we're going to let you go you've almost survived the native area we talked about you know an interesting pro-am story what about an interesting experience or maybe the worst experience you recall with a fan while you were playing (laughs) oh i've had a few of those you know most notably was probably the 2001 nuevo laredo classic when a fan accused me of noodling my ball (laughs) Uh, which by the way was absolutely true but i didn't think anyone saw me and and david you know the problem with that is you know when she accused me in front of multiple people i reflexively denied it and 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 once you do that there's no going back right okay so as as we were arguing you know kind of a crowd began to grow you know and then then her husband chimes in out of nowhere and calls me a no cut making hack cheater, mm. you know, and then I make, and then I make several comments about their daughter's weight. <laughs> and then he says, my wife, Brandy looks like, you know, looks like a two bit whore. <laughs> and the entire situation is just completely starting to escalate. And then the next thing, you know, bam, Ernesto sucker punches, the guy, <laughs> drops him. Okay. And while everyone's attending to him, I quickly hit my shot and we move on. And I never heard another thing about it. Oh, oh man, that's a, that's a good story. Um, I'd say that's probably the best one we've had, Pat. You, you agree with that one? Yeah, I definitely have to agree. Yeah. That was, yeah. All right. A uh, couple more CPG. Uh, thinking about, um, you know, celebrities, uh, any any celebrity females that Club Pro guy would rate a perfect ten? Ooh, you know that's that's a tough question because there's so many. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys are the same way, but for me, you know, in a nutshell, women that play a lot of golf turn me on. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, Amanda Balionis, uh, you know, Judy Rankin. Uh, Condi Rice, uh, you know, to a to a much much lesser extent, uh, Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> uh, you know, there's just there's just something about a woman who's really into the game that's a turn on to me. Sure. Man, that is uh, that's that's awesome. So, CPG, along those lines, your final question, and you will have survived the native area. Um, and along along the lines of what we just asked. I'm going to give you a multiple choice question, but feel free to ad lib if this doesn't quite answer the question. But we want to know how do you prefer your native area? Um, A, full fescue, B, thick rough, C, fairway height, or D, green so short it's rolling a 15 on the stem. 
<laughs> oh, boy. Uh, you know, it's interesting, and I, I'm not sure if this is where you're going, but but my first wife, Nikki, was, was full fescue, okay? <laughs> you know, actually, actually, she was more like, like British open gorse, you know, but, but in her defense, it was the late eighties. Right. Right. Uh, you know, my, my second wife, Brandy was definitely thick, rough, you know, mm. just, mm. just totally unforgiving, very, very penal. Like, you know, kind of like the massacre at Wingfoot in the 74 open, <laughs> you know, just totally unforgiving. My third wife, Mercedes, was a was a really nice fairway height, which I which I actually like a lot. And then, of course, my current girlfriend Tawny is is rolling a firm and fast 13, 14 on the stem, like lightning. Mm. You know, I'm talking I'm talking I'm talking three putt city. Okay, so <laughs> so to, so to answer your question directly, I think I would go with C fairway height. Uh. C is always the answer. That's always the right answer, CPG. Even you knew that. So that's uh, that is absolutely phenomenal. Congratulations, you have made it through successfully the native area, um, and and we really appreciate you coming on. And it's great to get to know you better. I think the fans are going to enjoy getting to know you better. And and we always like to do this too before we let you go. We know you guys uh, are very active. You may have charities going on, or you may have uh, other side ventures that you got going. So we want to give you a chance. If there's anything you'd like to plug before we let you go, uh, hit us with it. Well, I just want everybody to follow me on Twitter if they can at, at Club Pro Guy, and then uh, visit my website at clubproguy.com. You know, I've got my weekly learning center videos on there. I'm trying to help everybody with their game. You know, that's that's really what it's all about. And I've got some great new merchandise on there, new hats, new t-shirts. Just got FootJoy golf shirts. You know, FootJoy's been a great mm. partner for me. I'm, I'm now repping their, their, their FootJoy sandal, uh, which has been, you know, amazing for me. So... Uh, yeah, just stop by the website and, uh, you know, uh, check it out. Yeah, well, I mean, you're killing the merch game right now, that's for sure. So you guys definitely want to check out some of the awesome new merch at clubproguy.com. And, and then if you're just looking for a great laugh the uh, and, and instructional videos, the Learning Center videos are fantastic. you got to follow on Twitter at Club Pro Guy. And then I would I would add, again, you got to watch the Streak documentary over on clubproguy.com if you've not done that. So, CPG, once again, we appreciate you being on the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast. Uh, this was enlightening. It was awesome to hear from a legend like yourself. We we would love to have you on again, and uh, we hope you enjoyed your time as well. Guys, I'm, I'm a huge fan. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. I love your stuff. Thanks, CPG. Okay, see you later. My heart skips skipping the beach, and I'm close enough so that space between you and me, let's lose it. The way you're dancing, swaying to the music, girl, that body and how you move it. Every time you cross my mind, girl, I lose it. Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. My heart skips skipping the beach and I'm close enough so that space between you and me, let's lose it. The way you're dancing, swaying to the music, girl, that body and how you move it. Every time you cross my mind, girl, I lose it. Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. 
Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.